Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circa Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Welcome to the lull. Yes, the downtime in between the regional finals in the NCAA tournament, the Elite Eight, and as we get ready for the Final Four coming up, this weekend, uh, the action on Saturday and then the national championship game on Monday to wrap up the college basketball season. So much analysis is going to take place over the course of the next few days, but don't get caught in a trap of second-guessing your gut. You see, I talked about this before the tournament started. My process was to fill out a bracket just going off my gut. And then, after talking to people and reading and learning and coming up with an educated bracket, I filled it out with who I thought would ultimately wind up advancing. And then I check with the gut bracket. I see where I was different. But... I wind up going with the second bracket most of the time. Well, in that second bracket, I had Villanova defeating UCLA in the national championship game. This was the bracket I tweeted out on my Twitter account, at Scott's On Air. A final four that had 
Gonzaga, UCLA, Kansas, and Villanova. So, hey, did very well with the Kansas and Villanova side of it, but Gonzaga and UCLA, not so much. I went back and looked at my gut bracket to see what did the gut tell us to do before we got into the paralysis by analysis and the gut bracket had Villanova, Kansas, still had UCLA, and Duke with a national championship game of Duke and Villanova. Always go with your gut, people. Let's welcome in our college hoops expert. He is Greg Hoops Peterson, the host of Coast to Coast Hoops, available on vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. And Greg, during this downtime in between the Elite Eight and the Final Four, how many times are you going back and forth on these games? Or do you pretty much know right now which side you're going to go with in both games? Pretty much for me, it's a hay is in the barn situation. We've seen these teams so many times this year. The data points are all there. I don't think a lot is going to be changing from now until what we're going to be getting on Saturday. So I know that you were just talking about your gut bracket, not wanting to second guess yourself. And I very much am the same. I really don't second guess myself. I always wind up setting my numbers before the books wind up doing so. So that way I'm not sort of going into that trap hole of, okay, this is what the books think. This is what handicapper X, handicapper Y thinks, talking head on, insert your network mm-hmm. here things. I want to go with what I personally think. I want to take Kansas very early in this situation. I set the line at four and a half. We have seen it now go up to four and a half. So I'm glad that I wound up grabbing it while it was at three and a half because went from in some cases as low as three to three and a half up to four. Now we're seeing four and a half rightfully. So with regards to the injury that Philadelphia is dealing with, with Justin Moore and I'm right now going to be probably taking a look at North Carolina. As I said, Duke is a four point favorite. We've been seeing this go from between four and four and a half. So I'm pretty much settled on what I'm going to be going with unless we see some sort of massive line move unexpectedly. What do you expect Jay Wright and the Wildcats to do to combat the loss of Justin Moore? I think that they're going to slow this game down to a crawl. And I feel like the blueprint is out there for what Villanova is going to be doing because they played without Colin Gillespie in the NCAA tournament last year. They wound up playing in the NCAA tournament, those three games at a pace of right around 61 and a half possessions per game. That is slower than how any team in the last two years has played in terms of raw possessions per game. That is exactly what Villanova is going to do. They're going to try to make this game ugly. They're going to look to get their tempo. And with that style, they gave Baylor their toughest game in the NCAA tournament last year when they wound up winning the title. That was a case in which Baylor, until the final few minutes, and they were able to generate a few steals, they were really getting pushed by Villanova. Jay Wright is an amazing coach. He doesn't necessarily have a lot of depth, so he doesn't want his guys to get necessarily overly tired if Kansas is able to get out there and run with guys like Remy Martin and company. It's going to be a long day for Villanova, so I fully expect Villanova to take the air out of the ball, try to make this as low a possession game as possible, and hang their head on defense. Let's talk NIT, Greg. We have the semifinals coming up uh, here on Tuesday from Madison Square Garden, the final time that the NIT is going to be an MSG for at least a couple of seasons, which is crazy because uh, especially growing up in New York, it's like 
the NIT in Madison Square Garden, this is it was it's synonymous with each other, right? It's, been it's pretty, macaroni and cheese. It's unbelievable. It's peanut butter <laughs> and jelly. It's uh, lamb and tuna fish. Uh, let's talk about St. Bonaventure and Xavier. Uh, the Bonnies are a small favorite in this one. I actually am leaning towards the under with these two teams. What was your handicap on this game? You're leaning towards what I'm going to be giving out for DK Nation, the under. Because you take a look at St. Bonaventure. They're a team that, much like Villanova, they don't have a lot of depth. They're a team that they go five deep. Four out of their five starters play at least 37 minutes. You can't really play a super up-tempo style when you wind up having that. And we've noticed that with St. Bonaventure. Defense has been there for this team. They've given up 68 points or fewer in now seven out of their last eight games. So they've been able to do a solid job there. And then on the flip side for Xavier, they've been playing a little bit more up-tempo this year. But Paul Scruggs, who... Many people remember him for not necessarily the world's greatest thing. He wound up having that fall on Butler, one of the worst moments that we've seen in college basketball this year for any player. You feel bad for him, and boy, that was a bad time for a foul, but it's going to be out of the fold. He leads the team in assists with a little bit over four per contest, seal and a half per game. They will give you 12 points per contest. That means that guys that typically don't have the ball in their hands. They are going to be having the ball in their hands. This is a game which I feel like St. Bonaventure should be more around a two to two and a half point favorite. Right now, I'm seeing the line at one and a half. We saw a little bit earlier in the day, a lot of twos. I feel very comfortable with the one and a half here with St. Bonaventure, Oshun Oshuni, top 10 player with regards to blocks per game with 2.9 per contest. I think that the Bonnies slow things down. So I'm with you on the under and I'm willing to lay the small number with the Bonnies. Also keep in mind, St. Bonaventure in the state of New York, we all know where Madison Square Garden is located, so this is going to be a big deal for those guys. Yeah, not a, not exactly close, but uh, it's it's still in the state, right? It's <laughs> it's in the state. It's in the state. It's like the Buffalo Bills; they're in the state, right? Uh, actually, uh, Bond Adventure is probably a little close than a little closer than what Buffalo is. I think probably five hours outside the city. Um, Washington State, Texas A and M, another small line in this one. Aggies laying a point and a half. A much lower total in this one, 133, Greg. I think that it's warranted. I set my total at 132.5. This opened up at 136. So I still like the under here, but you've lost out on quite a bit of value. That that just goes without saying. And you've got a Texas A&M team that they've done a great job of being a force turnovers all season long in the top 15. With regards to turnovers force on a per-possession basis, they have a little bit of a tough time of holding on to the ball as well, though. They turn the ball over a little bit over 13 times for contest. Washington State is a team that ranks in the top 60 in terms of turnovers force on a per-possession basis as well. I do think that things are going to get a little bit sloppy with that regard. With Texas A&M, you've got Henry Coleman in the third, coupled with Tyrese Radford, the only two guys in this game that average at least six rebounds per game. I would say that the team rebounding of Washington State, though, is a little bit better. With Washington State, they, ironically enough, do shoot a little bit better on the road and in a neutral court environment when it comes to their outside shooting rather than at home, which you don't find that very often. Meanwhile, you've got a Texas A&M team that they do a good job of being able to guard the three-point arc as well. Both of these teams very solid on defense. Both of these teams within the top 55 with the guards points allowed on a per-possession basis. Got a Washington State team outside the top 225 in terms of possessions per game. So I look at the under. I set my line at one and a half as well. I've been seeing a lot of twos. This has been fluctuating at DraftKings.
swings between a point and a half to a two. So I'm going to be looking at a two personally, taking the points with Washington State. I've got these teams very equal on a neutral court. So I'd rather put myself in the chance of which if you do wind up having a game landing one to two, being able to get a push or a win rather than taking a loss in it. So I'm going to be taking a look at the small amount of points in this spot, and I'm going to be taking a look at an under. Okay, so uh, just to win the game, though, we would go with Bonaventure and the under, and then yep. Texas A&M and the under, if we're not Yep, I've got Texas points. A&M rated as a point and a half favorite. Yeah, yep. okay, so if we're not doing any points. So both unders is what we're looking at here in the NIT. Uh, if it's Bonaventure against Texas A&M, what would you set your line at for the championship game on Thursday? I would set St. Bonaventure as a very, very slight favorite, right around a point and a half, two points. So sure. very similar to the line we're seeing on Xavier. Obviously, depends on both how both of these teams look because Texas A&M has dealt with an ailment or two. Marcus Williams has been out of the fold, so they've been mixing and matching a little bit more with their backcourt. But I'd be setting St. Bonaventure as a very slight favorite. Greg, appreciate the time and the insight. Enjoy the NIT tomorrow as we gear up for the Final Four on Saturday. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Scott. Thank you. There he is. Greg Hoops Peterson. Make sure you download Coast to Coast Hoops on vcin.com slash podcasts or find it wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll continue the college hoops conversation. Also transition into the NBA. Lauren Jabara, who uh, does the TV for the Atlanta Hawks, will join me coming up next. Hawks with a 132-123 win over the Pacers. There is a battle for the play-in seeding in the Eastern Conference. The Hawks are currently the 10, but will they finish there? We'll talk to Lauren about that coming up next. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zin 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zin Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zin Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zin 10 Challenge today at Zin.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N.com slash 10. Zin Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network. Lauren Jabara is currently traveling with the Hawks right now, so she will join us coming up a little bit later on, about a half hour, 45 minutes or so from now, once she gets off the team bus. Again, the Hawks beat the Pacers 132-123, and right now, the race for the play-in seeds in the Eastern Conference is so interesting. First off, all these teams are firmly in the play-in tournament. The Knicks are right now on the outside looking in at the 11th seed, but they're still like five games back of the Atlanta Hawks, and there's just not enough time to catch up. And even though they haven't been mathematically eliminated, they're not going to catch the Atlanta Hawks for the 10th seed. Although the Knicks did win. They have won four straight, so congratulations to them. Although the three teams that are jockeying for positioning – The Brooklyn Nets, Charlotte Hornets, and Atlanta Hawks have each won seven of their last ten games. As it stands right now, the Nets are the eighth seed. They are a half a game up on the Hornets, who are the ninth seed, and the Hornets are just a half game up on the Hawks, who are the tenth seed. We all know the importance of finishing in the seven or the eighth spot. And if you are the ninth seed, you are at least hosting the game against the 10 seed but we the way the nba play in tournament works seven plays eight the winner is the seven seed the loser plays the winner of the nine ten for the eight seed so if you're the seven or the eight you got two shots to get into the playoffs you don't have to win both games right now the cleveland cavaliers are your seventh seed they're one game back of toronto and also one game back of the bulls yeah the bulls Lose to the Knicks. They are the five seed. 
They are tied with the Raptors, who are the sixth seed. And then the battle for the one through four is just unbelievable. It's going to change every day for the remainder of this season. The Heat, they get off the schneid by beating the Sacramento Kings. I I knew it was a get-right spot. I just didn't want to lay the 13, but they wound up covering that big number anyway. They win by 23 against the Kings. So get-right spot indeed, 123-100. So they are back as the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Elsewhere, you know, the Sixers, they were idle. So Philadelphia is the two seed. Milwaukee is tied for the two seed. And Boston, who lost with half of their team not playing in Toronto, in overtime still, 115-112. So they are also tied at one game back. So you have the Heat, 48-28. The Sixers and the Bucks, 46 and 28, and the Celtics, 47 and 29. That is the battle for the top seeds in the Eastern Conference. In the West, the Lakers are now just a half game up on the San Antonio Spurs for the 10th spot in the play-in tournament. San Antonio picked up a win. They did not cover, though. We loved this game. I gave this as one of my plays. The line was six and a half. And by the time this thing closed, it was up to nine or nine and a half. Yet the Spurs were up double digits going into the fourth quarter. And just uh, really, they lose the fourth quarter by 10 points or so. And they wind up winning the game by just three. So a collapse in the fourth quarter for the Spurs. They win the game. They do not cover. But San Antonio with the win is now just a half game back of the Lakers for the 10th seed. They're one game back of the Pelicans for the 9th seed. So 9, 10, 11, all battling there in the Western Conference. Clippers, they're just stuck there at the 8. The Timberwolves look like they're going to be the 7. They're two games back now of Denver. Denver only a half game back, though, of Utah for the 5-6 And it looks like Dallas, uh, Utah is only one game back of Dallas for the 4-5. And Golden State is the 3, Memphis is the 2, and Phoenix has already clinched the 1 seed. Uh, So that's what's going down here in the NBA in terms of your playoff seeding. Let's take a look at the schedule for Tuesday and talk about the games that have playoff importance. The Bucs take on the Sixers. This game is, for all intents and purposes, a playoff game, right? It's a preview of what is to come in the postseason. And with both of these teams jockeying for position with the right to be the one seed on the line, Sixers-Bucks in Philadelphia is a huge game on the schedule here on Tuesday. The Bulls are at the Wizards. In that game, by the way, Philly is a a point-and-a-half favorite. The Bulls are at the Wizards, and Chicago is laying three. I don't know. What has happened with the Bulls? But they have just collapsed in the second half of the season. You know, we kept on waiting for them to get healthier and figuring that when they got healthier, they would be better. Uh, But it has just gone from bad to worse in Chicago as they have slipped from the one seed all the way down to the five seed. They lose to the New York Knicks here on Monday, and they're now tied with the Raptors for the five, six, and just one game up 
on the Cavs for the seventh seed. Bulls are three-point favorites on the road against the Wizards. Second night of a back-to-back. I, I, I just can't lay this with Chicago. I'm not comfortable doing that. Uh, the Nets host the Pistons, and Brooklyn is a 13-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. While the Nets should win this game, and they can't afford to lose when they're 13-and-a-half-point favorites, uh, especially with everything on the line with their playoff seeding, right? You know, you you want to finish 7 or 8. You don't want to finish 9 or 10. And right there, they're on the cusp of, of really clinching or just ensuring that they finish as the 7 or the 8 seed. Detroit, though, has done so well lately covering the spreads, and 13.5 is just a lot of points here. Then again, I thought 12.5 was a lot for the Miami Heat against the Kings, and Miami wins by 23. So uh, the Nets, uh, maybe Nets in the uh, first half. Actually, the Pistons have been good against the spread in the first half. This is a tough game to go with here. It's a big, big number. I would lean towards the Pistons. Maybe Pistons first half and then Nets cover the game, something around, something like that. We'll see uh, if we decide to even play this game. The Lakers are against the Mavericks in Dallas, and the Mavs are 12-point favorites over the Lakers. This is just going to be another loss for L.A., and then after they lose this game, they will officially be tied with the San Antonio Spurs in terms of the 10 and 11 seed. The schedule for the Lakers does not get easier. It is a very difficult schedule down the stretch. The Lakers' remaining games, and they've lost two straight games, and I'm not banking on them to win anytime soon. They are at Dallas. That's going to be a loss. At Utah, that'll be a loss. Home against New Orleans, that's that's the playoff game right there. Because you can still lose, but you beat New Orleans, that's huge. You might have a chance. Then they're home against Denver. Probably lose. At Phoenix, will the Suns even play anybody in that game? That might be a free win for the Lakers. Or they still play their guys like they've been doing, and they crush the Lakers. At Golden State, similar thing. Who's even playing for the Warriors at that point? Then they're home against OKC. They should win that game. And then they finish the year at Denver. But at that point, what's Denver playing for? Is Denver trying to get the four seed and have home court advantage? Is Denver trying to win to avoid falling behind Minnesota for the sixth or seventh seed? A lot on the line, possibly, in those matchups down the stretch. And then for the team that the Lakers are are going to be tied with after losing here on Tuesday, the Spurs, their remaining schedule, yeah, they got a couple of different games against Memphis, difficult games against Memphis, Golden State, Minnesota, Denver, but they got two games against Portland. And as long as they win those two games against Portland, that might be enough for them to capture the 10 seed and knock the Lakers out of the play-in tournament. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, our very own Amal Shah, host of Odds On, will join me here on the program. We'll talk NBA. We'll talk college troops. Get into a little bit of everything with Amal coming up next right here on The Look Ahead. 
on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup, like the breakfast Baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Joining us now, our very own Amal Shah, host of Odds On here on the network. And Amal, when it comes to the Coach K farewell tour, how impressed have you been by this run for Duke after losing the final game of the regular season in Cameron Indoor, losing the way that they did in the ACC tournament, and now finding themselves here in the Final Four. Well, before you guys anoint this guy the greatest thing since sliced bread, let's look at the fact that he's got five guys in this roster that are going to be drafted in the top 40 in the NBA draft. I mean, I'll give them a ton of credit. They took care of business against a tough, a tough Texas Tech team, uh, but they haven't played anybody that's better than a three-seed Cal State Fullerton, Michigan State, who I thought all year long really struggled. Izzo hasn't had the same talent that he's had in years past. And then they did a great job against the Razorbacks, but I don't think Arkansas was the type of team that's capable of beating the Zags and the Devils back-to-back. So give them credit for getting to where they are, uh, but I, I also have to look at the fact that they've got an immense amount of talent. I'm just not in that uh, Coach K ball liquor class. <laughs> How about against North Carolina here? I mean, this is a matchup that we saw the final game of the regular season, but both of these teams have split. Duke went to Chapel Hill and blew out North Carolina. North Carolina went to Cameron Indoor and blew out Duke. So what do we think about the, the third match here? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. The one thing you go back and look at in that game at Cameron Indoor, which is a shocker, I think you'd have to go back tons of games to see when it was last time somebody shot 14 more free throws at Cameron Indoor than Duke. I mean, that was a real surprise. But remember, Carolina got embarrassed at home uh, by 20 in a game where Duke shot 58%, almost 50% from the three-point line. I think that'll play a factor in this one in terms of how well this uh, team can shoot, particularly uh, Carolina. And Caleb Love right now, to me, is playing as well as anybody in this tournament. So I, I think Carolina's got a shot, but I still favor Duke in this one. I think the talent is too great. You know, Palo Bancaro, he probably won't end up being the first pick in the draft, but there's, there's definitely a possibility, Scott, that he could wind up as number one overall pick. Wouldn't surprise me. You, you look at Mark Williams, his height, the presence inside the post makes a huge difference. So this should be a terrific matchup, but it, it's going to really come down to which team can execute when it matters most. I think for the most part, the rivalry makes a huge difference in terms of the effort you get out of two teams. And the most important game ever played by these two programs against each other. Do you think we'll get a low scoring affair or a high scoring game? I think it'll be a bit of a higher scoring game simply because both teams are content going up and down. Um, you know, I, I think both of them are comfortable in that area. If you're Carolina, you got to take advantage when you can get out and run instead of playing a half court set. Um, but I think Duke, they, they're more content with going in the half court. They're, they're comfortable with what their offense can do against Carolina's defense. So this should be a lot of fun to see. And uh, I, I'm not going to touch this game. I think the number is right where it should be, mm-hmm. but I would definitely be pulling for the heels in this game. 
As far as Villanova, Kansas, uh, how big of a loss is Justin Moore for the Wildcats? I, I think it's huge. Imagine if you were to take away either David McCormick or Christian Brown off of uh, Kansas. I think the impact would be profound, and I think that's the exact same thing here. I love Jermaine Sanders, their third leading scorer. He's got to step up. But, you know, when you look at Villanova, they're already short on uh, a bench and now, when you take away a player of Moore's caliber, his scoring and what he can do, I think it really hurts this team. Slater and Dixon really need to step up for Villanova if they're going to be successful. We already know Gillespie's shouldering a ton of the load here, but it's going to be a real challenge. And we'll see Archie Dianaco, uh, mispronouncing his name, but you know he's going to come off the bench. What can he contribute? He hasn't played a ton of minutes for this team in this tournament, so it, it'll be interesting to see how this thing goes going forward. Do you think that this one could be low scoring because of the way that Villanova is going to want to slow this game down? Yeah, I, I think if you're Villanova, you have to play at a bit of a slower pace. K, you can get out and really run. We saw that against Miami. You get a made basket on one end, boom, three passes, and they have a layup on the other side. Also, I think Villanova is far more effective in their half-court defense that can really present some problems. Now, the one thing, if you're Jay Wright, you can't count on a team shooting, what, one for 20 or one for 21 from the three-point line? Abaji Brown, Wilson, these guys will be more effective. Remy Martin, who I haven't even mentioned yet, he's been terrific for this KU team. So I like where Kansas is. I think they got a legitimate shot. Obviously, they're in the Final Four. But, I mean, I think if you're Bill Self, you like your chances to be able to win the whole thing. In terms of the tournament most outstanding player, give me your nominee on each team should each team win the national championship. Well, let's start with Duke. I think it uh, really... So for the MOP, and just to clarify this, it's for the two final games of the tournament. Is that right? Well, it really is sure for the whole tournament, but you know it's always awarded to the, uh, the just what happens in the final four. But it's tournament most yeah. outstanding player. You know, to me, I look at, obviously, Pillow Bancaro is going to be an odds-on favorite when you look at Duke, and rightfully so. Uh, but I think when you, when you take into consideration what some of the other guys in this team have been able to do, it wouldn't surprise me at all if somebody else steps up. Um, Seen how well Roach has played down the stretch. Mark Williams has been tremendous for this team in the postseason. You look at his numbers. He's gone, uh, you know, double digits in terms of scoring in every game. He had a double-double in the last game against Arkansas, 12 points with 12 rebounds. So I think he's definitely a consideration. On the Carolina side, I think it's going to come down to two, maybe three guys. Brady Manick, I kind of put in as a third, but I, I really think as well as Armando Baycott has played, I think Caleb Love has been their catalyst. He's got to shoot the ball well potentially not only in the next game, but the final game, if Carolina's going to have a chance to cut down the nets. Um, and then on the Villanova side, I think it's going to be Colin Gillespie. I think he's probably the one guy with more going down that would have to be strong consideration on the KU side. I think Wilson could be a guy that steps up, but Remy Martin has played outstanding. He, he has been their best player in the tournament and Obagi needs to show up. He hasn't played like he did during the regular year. If he can do that, I think KU is going to be a real force to be reckoned with, especially with you got to give Remy Martin a ton of credit. This is a guy that really put up great offensive numbers in the Pac-12 at Arizona State. He comes off the bench, doesn't have a problem with it, doesn't even come in until you know probably about four or five minutes into the game, six minutes sometimes, and really does a nice job. And his quickness, I, I don't think you could simulate his quickness. So it's going to be a real challenge for whoever's defending him. Yeah, and I always remind people that it's not so much who starts a game, it's who finishes a game. And Remy Martin's always on the floor at the end of the game. 
for Kansas. And that just tells you how important he is to Bill Self and this team. Right now, Abaji is the second favorite to be the tournament most outstanding player. But Remy Martin's at 8-1. to one, And I think it would be him should Kansas win the national title rather than Obaji. Because as you mentioned, Obaji hasn't really shown up really this tournament. Yeah, he really has. And he hasn't shot the ball from the perimeter particularly well. But I have to tell you, if you're facing KU, that's a, that's a really a scary situation. A player of his caliber really been tremendous all year long in terms of shooting the ball from the perimeter. And the fact that he struggled, uh, I think that's something that could potentially improve as we go down the stretch here. I mean, he's nearly 40% from the three-point line, but you look at during this tournament, hasn't been overwhelming. He did play well against Miami, but you know, the previous game, he had five points. That's not something you'd expect out of a player of his caliber. Another guy that can come off the bench for them that can be dangerous shooting the ball. I don't think he's going to get a ton of minutes, but if he knocks out some shots, he might is uh, Jalen Coleman lands. I think he's a guy who can be very effective for this team off the bench. But Remy, you know, this is a guy, when you look at it, he was in a stretch where he had six consecutive games where his point total increased. Look at the tournament, hmm. uh, you know, 15, 20, 23, and he had nine against Miami, but he, he rebounds. I mean, think about this, uh, Scott, when you look at it, Remy Martin, in the last three games has 20 rebounds. Remy Martin's got to be the shortest guy on the floor, not named <laughs> Colin Gillespie. Yeah, is right, but he's a hustle player. He's always on the move. He's quick. Uh, real quick, uh, do you have any feel for the NIT semifinals going on here tomorrow? You know, this is interesting. I think this Bonnie team is very experienced. Uh, X has been a turnover machine so many times this year. Uh, I would lean towards going with uh, St. Bonnie's in that matchup. And then the A&M-Washington State one, I think it's a terrific matchup. I give the edge to A&M here. Uh, but I think Washington State didn't play to their level of what their talent is. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they win that basketball game. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Bonnies and A&M. And I think I'm going to go both unders. Uh, but the play that I like, I like the under in the Bonaventure-Xavier game. It's at 140, and uh, I, I think this game, I think the game goes under. I think that's way too high for a St. Bonnie's game. Yeah, that's exactly my point. Exactly. It's why that's the top play here. Uh, Amal, do me a favor. Hang on. I want to talk a little NBA on the other side. Uh, maybe get into some other things with you, okay? Because um, the races here, especially for the play-in seeds, are just so intriguing in, in these final, you know, eight or so games left of the NBA regular season. He's Amal Shaw, co-host of Odds On here on the network. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter, at Scott's On Air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Hit us all up here at VSIN Live. Be sure to go to vsin.com. Find out all the ways that you can watch and listen to us. We'll continue the conversation coming up next. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great. 
But I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. College tourneys in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games. Or if you stayed up late to see that intense overtime game, take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There's a flavor for everyone. Get a 5-hour energy today. Scott Satterberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Rejoined now by our very own Amal Shah, host of Odds On here on the network. And Amal, when it comes to uh, where we are in the NBA right now, playoff seating on the line in the final games of the regular season, hard to argue anybody has been playing better than the Boston Celtics since the calendar flipped to 2022. Would they be the team to beat right now in the Eastern Conference in your mind? Yeah, the way they're playing, they have to be. I mean, they've just been absolutely on fire, not tonight's result notwithstanding, but they're a tough team. There's no doubt about it. But, Scott, I'm not a believer in Boston as much as their results have shown the last month or so. Um, I still like Milwaukee. Brooklyn's got to figure a way to piece it together. I know everybody wants to anoint the Nets and saying Kevin Durant, sneaker half an inch. Well, if that's the case, then, you know, every guy that if they moved in a half an inch, probably a better shooter at the same time. 
so for me, I still think you have to look at the experienced teams. The playoffs are a different animal compared to what you see in the regular season. Miami, when is this roster fully healthy? It'll be interesting to see what they can do. Uh, Philadelphia is another team I don't think you can completely sleep on. I'm not buying the Bulls or the Raptors just yet, um, but I think they can really be a challenger in the playoffs and push some teams to a sixth or seventh game. In the Western Conference, the Lakers are dangerously close to not even getting in to the play-in situation. Do they, in your opinion, make the playoffs, yes or no? Yeah, I think they will because you got San Antonio lurking half a game behind them. Um, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, the biggest problem in LA is right now, you know, the head coach, uh, LeBron James has done a terrible job. The general manager, Rich Paul has orchestrated this crappy roster. You got five guys that were superstars at one time. Nobody wants to be the glue guy. Nobody wants to do the dirty work. This is what you get. A team that's sitting at 31 and 43. Would you lay the 12 points tomorrow that Dallas is favored over the Lakers? No chance. Uh, you know, to me, the one thing, obviously, the injury concern, LeBron, he uh, turned his ankle pretty badly in that second quarter against New Orleans. You know, this Lakers team competed at home against Philadelphia without LeBron in the lineup. We know AD's been out. Uh, but this is an underrated rivalry, and I think the Lakers will be competitive in this game. 12 is a big number for the Mavericks to be able to cover despite – the Lakers being just 11 and 25 away from home so far this year. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, in terms of the Western Conference, can anybody beat the Phoenix Suns? Um, you know, I still think Golden State, if Steph comes back and he's healthy and he's effective, I think they can be dangerous. I, I think Utah, even though they haven't had the type of season that Phoenix has had during the regular year, um, they're a team you have to watch out for. And pay attention to Denver in terms of the injury situation. Uh, I think that's something key with the Nuggets there. Uh, but I think Phoenix has to be the front runner at this point in time. Look, I, I still think they'll, they'll probably end up getting in the finals the way things shake out. But I, I just don't believe in Phoenix the way I do teams from the Eastern Conference. I would rather have Milwaukee or, or, or potentially Brooklyn if they can piece things together over Phoenix. I think Phoenix are a really good team, but I don't think they're an elite or a great team despite the fact that they've won 61 games and they may end up winning what, 65, 66 games? The regular season doesn't mean anything. You've got to go win games. Greg Popovich used to say it best. It's not like we're going to win 16 games on the road, lose 12 at home. Yeah, absolutely right with that. Uh, if it comes down to a series between the Grizzlies and the Warriors in the Western Conference semifinals, who would you favor in that series? In well, terms again, of the odds, to- not in terms of the odds, not, far, not, not as far as who you think would win. Like, who would be the favorite in terms of the, the, the money lines? Well, it depends on, it depends on the health of the teams, right? I mean, that's going to be pretty crucial in terms of how you align. If both teams are fully healthy, then you would go with Golden State being the favorite. In the playoffs, there's so much about experience having been there and done that. I don't know if there's any other sport or league where teams generally fail first before they excel more than the NBA. You can go back to the 80s. You know, it took the 76ers getting past the Celtics. It took the Pistons getting through the Celtics. It took the Bulls getting through the Pistons. We've seen it time and time again. The Miami Heat the first time they didn't win the title. They had to come back and do it the next time around. So uh, I think a lot of that plays into it. We've seen Milwaukee have some struggles. Then they finally get through. Uh, so um, as well as Memphis has played during the regular year, I don't know if they're completely in have an understanding of what to expect from the defense and the type of intensity you'll get in the postseason from a team like Golden State. Yeah, 
I would make I would I would make I would make the Warriors a slight favorite there. Uh, probably around 130 or 140. Yeah, uh, I kind of agree there. I mean, it's amazing, though, that you know, you, Phoenix Suns and Grizzlies, not much to play for as they're pretty steady in their top positioning there, yet uh, both teams have won nine of their last ten. They just keep going out there and winning, and especially the Grizzlies winning without John Morant uh, some of these games, which has just been most impressive. Yeah, but, you know, Scott, as good as John Morant is, there's a problem when he's in the game is you've got so many times four guys sitting around and watching him play. And he's a tremendous talent, but this team has really done a nice job throughout the course of the season uh, without him in the lineup. And I, I think sometimes we've seen that in so many other sports or in, in basketball, you lose a key player, but it doesn't necessarily derail the team simply because other guys have the capabilities of st- stepping up. And, and I also think that, you know, unless you've got a Jordan or a Shaq, John Morant is not in that category with all due respect to him. He's not carrying this team alone. You've got some really good players on this team that have been able to contribute in a really efficient manner. I think Desmond Bain is one of those guys that's been so underrated and unheralded in terms of what he's been able to do. 18-2 and without John Morant this season. It's just unbelievable what the Grizzlies have been able to accomplish. MVP market, Amal, it's very interesting. Embiid is still the favorite. You can get some plus money on Nikola Jokic. You have Giannis sitting there at a higher number as well. Who do you think wins this award? Yeah, I, I think it'll probably be Embiid. And I think a lot of times when it comes to the MVP award, it, it seems like, and not that Embiid's been around long enough to get a lifetime achievement award, but but if you look back on it, so many times these awards are given to players based on, instead of giving it to you know, LeBron could have won this, you know, half a dozen more times. Jordan could have won it every year he played. So for me, it, it's really just about how the voters see it. Giannis, I think, is in a tough spot. To be able to go three in a row, um, what, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just shooting off my top of my head. It was Larry Bird, the last guy, 84 to 86. I don't know if anybody in between won three in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Well, Joker won it last year, so he's going for back-to-back. That's right. I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. I forgot about no. Uh, the uh, Nikolai Jokic last year, but still, regardless, to even put Giannis in a three for four category. Now, now you're talking about being in that MJ range or, or Larry sure. Bird, and, and I think he's great. And, and not taking anything away from him, but I, I don't know if his season this year has been good enough to justify that, considering what Embiid's been able to do without Ben Simmons most of the year. Harden's a late acquisition, so all, all those things were a bit of a factor there. Like, can't you say the same thing about Jokic without two of the best players on that team and in, in Murray and Michael Porter Jr.? You're right in that argument. However, Philadelphia is sitting in the number two spot in the Eastern sure, Conference yeah. and, and Denver sitting in the sixth spot. Now, they both have a similar record, and you can make the argument that the top half of the uh, West is better. But I think there's also some really, really bad teams in the Western Conference like Houston and Oklahoma City throwing Sacramento and Portland. I mean, let, let's be real here. Uh, people score on you know on the Portland Trailblazers more than they do in Chatsworth. <laughs> yeah, you and I would be favored by twelve. Amal, appreciate the time. <laughs> appreciate the time and the conversation. Good luck with your bets. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. There he is, Amal Shah. Catch him on Odds On here on the network, and be sure to follow uh, along on Twitter. Go to vsin.com. You can find out all the information and all of the shows and. Go to vcin.com slash podcast, vcin best bets. You get all of the shows there. You can catch replays 
of Odds On. Uh, sticking with the NBA, coming up next, we will be joined by Lauren Jabara, who uh, does uh, TV pre-post halftime stuff for the uh, Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks coming off a uh, big win here against uh, the Pacers, now putting themselves in a situation where they are just a half game back of the Charlotte Hornets for the ninth seed in the Eastern Conference and just one game back of the Brooklyn Nets for the eighth seed. So we'll see what Lauren thinks about the Hawks' chances to improve on their play-in tournament situation coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. The rules are. The rules are. The rules are. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like, choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline 